Mom? Dad? This is a friend of mine. Inspector 34. <laughs> Inspector 34, yeah. And I am Don Wrigley, 37 stout, down from 38. That's right. Joyce, the way you stay size six is an inspiration. Pete, Ellen, you've grown so fast it's hard to keep up. You know us too? Well, I look after many people. But not many invite me to dinner. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kevin. And this is episode 50. Woo! <laughs> wow, I've been listening to you guys talk for over 50 hours during the last year. Yeah, yeah I guess you have. Oh, man. That's uh, depressing. Well, for such a big episode, we decided to tackle a big topic, live action shows versus versus animated shows yeah so gigantic yes i mean that's it that's everything on yeah the, on the network yeah well game shows i guess yeah we're, we're not, not going to talk about game shows um i don't did you include nick jr in this Mm-mm. okay neither did i yeah i figured uh, that would be a it's whole its own it's really a hybrid of things it's yeah. hard to even hard to even include um but yeah it seemed like a nice you know 50 is a big deal which i i don't know I guess it is. It seems like a big deal versus. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know why you guys always have me on when there's like a clear cut winner before you even do the debate. But uh, I think that that's how everyone has felt about every <laughs> versus coming into it. It's like, like they know what they think, and you know. <laughs> well, in preparation for this one, and maybe I shouldn't say this up front, but I'll say it. <laughs> in preparation for this one, I really thought I was behind. You know, I I, I thought. This is going to be a tough one for me. Mm, uh, so, okay. oh, I guess I should say I'm defending um, live action. Yeah. And Andrew's defending animated. So basically you're saying you got it right, right off the bat. Well, no, then yeah. as I started my preparation, I went, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> I mean, well, we No, sh- there's a lot of good, I mean, <laughs> we shall see. really great, yeah. as we know. We've yeah. discussed all of, well, a lot of these, you know. And as we mentioned last week, we are both genuine fans of both. Yeah. So I'm not oh, yeah. sure. We'll see. It could get heated. I mean, I think <laughs> I've definitely got my favorites and my least favorites in in both categories. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what we're doing today. We're not going to be doing favorites. We're just really trying to defend. No, I guess, but that... I'm saying, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> Well, the good news is we have an odd number of topics today, so yeah. I can yeah, yeah. avoid <laughs> you, the whole... You know Kevin from Laughing in the Dark versus Crimson Clown, which he uh, he, he did a great job yeah. judging on, but he was also here for the debacle known as the Munsters versus Adam's <laughs> Family, in which we had an even number of categories. <laughs> Never again. Uh, so he's here on episode 50 to kind of celebrate with us. Um but there was some big Nickelodeon news this week. Uh, the internet was all abuzz. So let's uh, sound the air horn. That's right. It's been announced. Uh, Clarissa explains it all. It's headed towards a reboot, like so many, yeah. uh, so many others we've talked about. Mm. Boy, I, uh, <laughs> I'm really skeptical about it. Yeah. Um, I think. I mean, this is the first live-action one that they that Nickelodeon has rebooted. Yeah, and somewhat um, lose clues, I guess. Okay, 
Um, but uh, I don't know. They're doing this so quickly that I'm I'm not sure if it's gonna all be good. It's like almost too quick. Like I, I almost want them to put out one this year. Right. See how it see how it goes. Yeah. Feel it out. You know, and then you know. Act accordingly <laughs> for the next show. Yeah, but I mean that doesn't really follow their business model. I'm sure, which is like, well, people seem interested in the stuff. Let's just yes. get it oh, out I as know. quickly as I possible. Know. They just want to throw it all out there. Yeah. However, I think this is appropriate for today because I think in this case, um, Clarissa especially is just going to be so hard to make good. Really hard to recreate that original yeah. vibe. I mean, at least with animation, it's. You've got the characters. They're pretty much the same, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they probably have to take Sam's ladder and repairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, yeah, so the idea here is um, Melissa Joan Hart is returning. Uh, Mitchell Kriegman, the creator, I guess, is in talks to kind of be in charge again as the creator. Uh, but, of course, they're using the model that Clarissa's the mom this time around, mm-hmm. which we've seen with Fuller House and Girl, Girl Meets World. Yep. Uh, and I just think clearly those shows have had audiences audiences and been successful, which mm. is why Nickelodeon must be interested mm. in the concept. But uh, having seen one Girl Meets World and a couple Fuller Houses, it's just hard to hard to muster that excitement. I can't think of anything that's been that's come back in this type of way where it's anywhere near as good as it was. I mean, Movies sometimes like rebooted, yeah, but like yeah. if it's continuing off of the series, so far everything has felt to me like a whole different thing. Yeah, like they should have just almost made a new series and forgotten about the old one or whatever. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just haven't been happy with, <laughs> with the situation. Well, I mean, we uh, there's definitely it seems like some of our listeners are excited, and uh, we're I'm I hoping hope for it's the best. Great. Yes, oh my I God. hope I hope it's great, um, but. Uh, there's just <laughs> I think they're going to have a really hard time capturing what made the original one good. Yeah. Happened at a very specific time with very like specific freedoms that everybody involved had that I just don't I'll be shocked if this yeah is great. And one thing I've noted is um you know Clarissa, the original series, she's a really free spirit, raised in a pretty liberal household, and so the idea that she would be just living... I don't know if this is the premise, Mm -hmm. but if the premise is the same as, like, Fuller House and Girl Meets World, where it's just her, like, reliving what her parents did in, like, the same house and uh, the same storylines, that seems kind of depressing, particularly for Clarissa, where had these great ambitions to become something unique. Yeah. And, and it was. I mean, oh yeah. yeah. But if it's going to be a sitcom, it seems like automatically restricted. That like she's not going to be like traveling the world or. It's true. It might be good if she's like the wacky parent, and the kid is like trying to like rein her in, like almost like she's the kid still, <laughs> and the kid's like the more serious one. Mom, you have to, you have to have Sam stop climbing into the window. <laughs> Never. Yeah, her son's going to be the Ferguson. That's for sure. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Will uh, Jason Zimbler be oh, back? Oh, boy. I hope so. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, he could be like kind of like the uh, grumpy uncle. Yeah. Walk, yeah, that would be perfect. Walking in with his Make America Great hat on. <laughs> oh, <and> gosh. <laughs> I imagine him as a huge success, though, but just like not enjoying it, really. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
Yeah. Or, or yeah. Well, let's not speculate. I guess <laughs> <Okay>. we <laughs> we're, we're not rebooting Clarissa. But um, um, another thing we haven't mentioned, and there's not that much information yet, but Invader Zim is like in the talks as well mm, for something that. this year, I guess. Okay. Um, but no updates over like the last six months or so. Ooh, that's yeah. not so promising. I don't know what's <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't really remember watching Invader Zim in the nineties. Hmm. <laughs> well. <laughs> um. So wow, episode fifty. Um. So many memories. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of memories. It's gone by very fast, I think. Yeah. All right, so are you ready to jump into live action versus animated? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm really thrilled for this. <laughs> awesome. Gonna put it to the test. Gonna put it to the test. So where do you oh, want to where start? Do we start? Boy, that's tough. Um, well, I have the order that I went with in <laughs> kind of thinking about this. I started with humor. Okay, cool. So let's I'm, start it. I'm let's happy start. to start there. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, so just to refresh everyone's memories, well, some of my favorite, I guess, um, humorous cartoons. Wait, inc- can we start with drama? Uh, do you really <laughs> want to? Okay. He's adamant. <laughs> Um, uh, pr- some of the ones that I thought were funniest are Ren and Stippy, Rocco's Modern Life, and Invader Zim. Okay. Those are my three, like, f- really hit my f- particular funny bone, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not to say that, uh, <laughs> that the other cartoons aren't funny as well. Like, there's a different, um, like, Doug and, uh, Hey Arnold are, like, a different type of funny, which I think, um, is one of the strengths of the Nickelodeon cartoons is, like, they were weirdly not afraid to um, kind of push what they were, like, the subject matter they dealt with. Um, and I think it resulted in a lot of, like, humor that was more geared toward adults. Or maybe not even geared toward adults, but, like, that adults could totally appreciate mm-hmm. um, at the same time as kids. So I think it was, all of this stuff is, like... Um, is great for kids and their parents watching it behind them, I guess, you know. Um, I think there was not many animated shows before this that had this kind, that dealt with this kind of, like, adult content. Mm-hmm. And by adult, I don't even mean, like, the more adult stuff, like some of the stuff in Rocco's Modern Life, but just, like, more adult um, concepts, I guess, and, like, stuff that you deal with in your life. Um, so I think... Uh, Besides The Simpsons, this was, like, the next thing. Like, mm-hmm. the next thing to tackle some serious issues, even in a comedy setting. Um, but I think that really adds to the humor and, like, makes it, uh, like, deeper, I guess. I mean, as opposed to something like Family Guy, where mm-hmm. it's, like, very surface-level humor. Like, you don't really have to know anything about <laughs> it to get almost any of the jokes, yeah. you know? Um, so I think that was like kind of a big jump forward in animation. Um, and also these, like, uh, as opposed to the live action shows, these, um, were, are just, uh, able to handle more territory and like wackier scenarios and wackier everything kind of like, I mean, they could really push the bounds and I think that was perfect for Nickelodeon right at this time, especially it was kind of all about that. Um, and, uh, I think part of the reason why these were so great was that the writing was just like 
awesome on him. I mean, I don't, I don't know where these people kind of came from. I mean, we've kind of talked about it a little bit for some of them, but uh, it was just such a leap forward in animated shows, um, humor-wise. I mean, as well as stuff we'll get to later, <laughs> but um, that it's like, it's just crazy. I mean, I don't think anything kind of compares to it. Except for the live action. <laughs> you can so, try. <laughs> so, Andrew, what was the funniest animated show? I think now it's Rocco's Modern Life. Okay. Right. I mean, that's mine. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so a little bit about live action. I think in humor, and this will be kind of a repeating theme for me, is that I think where live action sometimes did a better job than the animated stuff on 90s, Nick, was the variety offered, particularly when it came to humor. So... Uh, you had sketch comedy uh, and shows like You Can't Do That on Television, all that, Roundhouse, The Amanda Show, uh, where kids were being exposed to something adults were used to seeing, like within Living Color or Saturday Night Live, um, Kids in the Hall, but made for kids. And I feel like that having exposure to sketch shows, I think, I don't know, to me was really influential in getting kind of me interested in things comedic. Um, but also then they had the variety of like sitcoms. So you had Clarissa, Keenan and Kel, uh, where it's in front of a, you know, supposedly in front of a studio yeah. audience. Uh, and so they made show like sitcoms for kids. Uh, and then you had your non audience comedies, uh, like Pete and Pete masterfully done, um, salute your shorts, cousin Skeeter, um, where it was a comedy, but necessarily as a kid, it didn't give you that audience where you had to depend on like the laugh track, which I, I know is true for the animated too. I just think the live action did a better job of offering varieties of comedy uh, mm-hmm. where, yeah. So I'll, that's that's kind of like the big thing for me is that it felt like all sorts of different types of funny um, with different twists on how they were presented. Um, I think that that totally applies to the animated shows too, though. Um, some really different ones uh, are like, if you look at Ren and Stimpy compared to Doug mm-hmm. and uh, and even then compared to Rocco's Modern Life, like they all have Ren Stimpy's like a total slapstick kind of like just off the wall funny kind of. Mm-hmm. Doug is like that more down to earth. Like there's funny moments, but it's not about being funny, I guess. You mm-hmm. know? And then uh, Rocco is just a <laughs> some mixture of the two. I feel like like they get it's not never serious, but the stories are like coherent but i think when i was little i was never processing the animated stuff as like that spectrum where the live action stuff i was really hyper aware that like one is a sketch show one is a sitcom one is uh, pete and pete is its own thing i mean to me my bottom line is that nothing animated is as funny as the adventures of pete and pete um at its best moments well i man I don't know if I would even directly disagree with that, mm-hmm. but I think that the animated shows on the whole were more successful at being funny on the average mm-hmm. than the live action shows. I feel like Pete and Pete was definitely a peak, uh-huh. but there's a lot of low points in there. Sure. All right, Andrew, what's the least funny live action show? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Man, I want to call it 15, but that's so, like, <laughs> unintentionally funny that yeah, I can't even they're definitely not. Do well, it. I guess they attempt comedy at times, but it's, you know, attempt's a generous yes. word. <laughs> um, man, 
I don't think that any of them are that great next to Pete and Pete, funny-wise. Like, maybe Wild and Crazy Kids next, and then there's just a quick drop-off um, down to, like... I mean, I'm not saying that shows like Cousin Skeeter doesn't have Salute its moments. Salute your shorts? Oh, that's Clarissa. what I meant. That's, I didn't mean Wild and Crazy Kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, I mean, I liked Wild and Crazy Kids, but I didn't think it was that yeah. funny. I mean, your name... <laughs> Uh, Johnny Jeffco <laughs> uh, killed it. Yeah. Slayed. Um, I mean, you named to me the best ones, but mm-hmm. like something like Cousin Skeeter has its moments. But I think that more of the shows are closer to that side of the spectrum most of the time. Yeah, I I think I think with the live action, and if we're talking humor, so I'll stick with humor here because mm. I think there's a couple live action shows is true for. You mentioned that, like, Nick presented some animation that, like, hadn't really truly been attempted for kids yet. And, but I think that is definitely true humor-wise, even more so for the live action where, I mean, kids had never seen anything like all that around house or you can't do that on television. And I would argue that... Roundhouse. I would, I would say... <laughs> throw that in? I didn't say I was a fan. I just said kids... It's pretty funny. Kids, kids hadn't seen that format. And I would argue, really, they haven't seen it since... And so I think humor-wise, the live-action 90s Nickelodeon had, like offered a window. Like If you were lucky enough, you saw these sketch shows as a kid where they don't really exist anymore. And I would say these animated shows, you're right, some of your shows set the mold for humor, but I think like Cartoon Network Adult Swim has taken some of these concepts and improved, made them funnier almost. Yeah, I mean, 10 or 15 years after... I mean, yeah, like that's but I'm, the but progression I'm saying, of like, overtime. Kids would still have well, access to funnier, <laughs> I think even funnier things than what 90s Nickelodeon did, where I don't think you have access to the type of stuff, the live action. The, there's definitely live action-wise nothing like the kids programming Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah, I would say that's true. Um, Sounds like we're kind of teetering into the longevity. That's true. So well, then, kinda... But I'm talking humor-wise. Yeah. Like, that's why I kind of was going towards sketch show, because um, right. there's just nothing like it anymore. Um, the sketch shows are very good. I mean, I never, like, as a kid, there was very little of it that I thought was, like, that was making me physically laugh, I guess. I mean, <laughs> some of it I'm watching and it's humorous or whatever, mm-hmm. oh, but rarely was I, like... Considering that gem you found in that Hey Dude episode as the pinnacle <laughs> joke, I, I'm not really sure we can consider Trust your... my humor? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that may be true. Um, I... I just think that, especially with with like Doug and Hey Arnold, that particular type of um, humor that's kind of like dependent on the characters and what's going on in mm. the stories, um, just didn't show up so much in the live action shows. I mean, except for Pete and Pete, Clarissa, but like most of them, most of the other ones, I guess, that were in that sitcom format were watered down. Yeah, I. Inter- interesting to me though is that most of what Nick tried wasn't sitcom format. It was Pete and Pete, Salute Your Shorts, Cousin Skeeter, Hey Dude, Space. Well, Cases. I'm considering Cousin Skeeter like sitcom format basically. I mean, I'm this is a loose, I guess, yeah. use of sitcom, you know. Yeah. But I mean these, uh, you know, these shows about a fan, like it's focused on a family, mm-hmm. how they're living, and mm-hmm. what they do. I mean, that's the kind of. Yeah, you know, that's like one of the standard ones for sure. Um, I just think, especially as a kid, uh, the cartoons were way funnier to me. 
And I think that uh, Rocco's Modern Life, man, it even that would rival Pete and Pete at times. Mm. Good morning, Rocco! Thelma, what are you doing here so early? Well, I found this great new recipe for popovers, so I say to myself, who would appreciate me coming over at the crack of dawn and making breakfast? Rocco, that's who! But I thought Heather was gonna make breakfast. No, no, don't worry about him. You go sit down. I made eggs and pancakes, sausage. That is if some big fat greedy slob hasn't eaten it already. So, I'll run and get some fresh coffee that I made for Rocco. Did I made for Rocco? Phony baloney turtle trying to get the wrestling tickets. And all this. Okay, here it comes, nice and hot. <laughs> Gee, Rocco, would a friend do that? That's it. All right, I, I, my argument against it would sway into story, so I'm gonna just. Yeah, okay. I, I I think Pete and Pete yeah. is the funniest thing Nickelodeon's produced, so I'll just stick with that. Oh, this is great. I've made my decision on this. Cut it out. So, okay. <laughs> Ke- Kevin's in a, in a real rush here. Yeah. He's trying to get out of here. He has to get home. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Why don't you tell us where you want us to go next? Yeah. Um, how about humor? <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. boy. Yeah. <laughs> what is this guy? Uh, a writer for... Uh, Keenan and Cal. For Roundhouse? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, how about stories? That sounds like a good way to go. Story, okay. okay. Um, well, I think the big thing about uh, the animated shows that it that's just evident from the get-go without even seeing anything is that they can just do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So they just had zero bounds, whereas the animated stuff was restricted to... Live action, you mean? Yeah, or, yeah live action stuff was restricted to a lot of times, like, a single set or a couple sets. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the animated stuff could just go wherever they wanted. I mean, it's going to cost the same amount if you have a story set halfway across the world as it is at home, you know? Um, so I think that's a huge uh, strength. Um, and this... The animated shows also had this, like, a kind of a looser format where some shows were 15 minutes, um... They also had clip shows that are similar to, like, well, I'd, I guess I'm thinking of them as almost like uh, almost like the animated version of sketch shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that gave them a really good uh, opportunity to, like, explore just some stories that they wouldn't otherwise be able to. And it also gave them the chance to often, like, redeem themselves. If the first half of the episode was no good, you got that second half. (laughs) So, I I always like that. So, admittedly, a lot of your animated shows weren't that great for the first half. (laughs) I didn't say that. I said if they were. You must have wound up in that situation They needed as many... Fairly often. What leads you to believe that? Maybe once. (laughs) But they needed as many opportunities as possible to try to get it right. They just wanted to give you more. (laughs) Because they knew that you wanted it. Because there was so little to give. (laughs) Um, However, I think this was also where they really shine. In these 15-minute episodes, and some of the ones that we've talked about on here already, um, have just been... They're... Most of them are, like, just written extremely well. Like, super tightly packed. And I think it kind of has to be to have a successful 15-minute show, or 12-minute show, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so I think uh, I just think the writing was is stronger on the animated stuff on the whole. Like no question about it. Um, uh, no I question, just think it was huh? more consistent uh, <laughs> across the board. All right. So since you specifically said no question about it, um, can you think of one animated storyline that is better than a Pete and Pete episode? You're just. <laughs> I said overall. Right. I didn't say. I mean, you're saying. You know, you're taking it to the extremes. I am. For what? I mean, does that salt prove anything? No, it doesn't. I'm just trying <laughs> to ask exploratory questions. Yeah. I mean, I can come up with, like, an animated episode that I, just off the top of my head, one that I loved that I don't think could have been done um, in a live-action show is the Hey Arnold with the turtle, where he's trying to save the turtle oh, from right, the yeah. zoo. Like, yeah, that's a good one. Just a perfect example of, like, a really great... Um, like, affecting episode, like, yeah. emotionally, I guess. Do you think he knows the way to the ocean? Well, sure. It's instinct. Run! Be free! Go! Live and love again! Number nine? You're the best. So are you, Arnold. Now, come on. All this exercise gives me a hankering for some turtle soup. Uh, I, I hear you. Again, I'm not, I'm not anti-animated. <laughs> um, but what I would say if, in defense of live action... So, you're, you're right. By nature, animated can do whatever they want. It can be boundless. What I appreciated about the live-action Nickelodeon is still the variety um, with the constraints of being live-action. So you have comedies, sketches, westerns, sci-fi. Westerns? <laughs> yeah. Western? Western. <laughs> uh, sci-fi, drama, horror, slapstick, variety, mystery. Um, mm. And so Most for, of these I could say for animation, too. Oh, no, no. I agree. Okay. I But... So this is what I what I'd follow up with, for a kid like me, when when I was a kid, I really wanted I wanted to kind of know what I was walking into. So like if I mm-hmm. I, I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark because I kind of knew what I could count on, and it provided, you know, I knew I was watching a scary show, or if I was watching Pete and Pete, I knew what kind of show I was getting. And this is again just for me. Whereas animated, I didn't like kind of just this aimless universe at times where they could just do whatever they wanted. I was, I just more wanted a concrete story where I knew what I was tuning into every week. But that, that aside, I, I would say the live action and their stories did a better job of being geared anywhere from elementary to like high school. Hmm. Um, I think like Ren and Stimpy and Rocco can challenge that a little bit, but not as much as not with the quantity that live action offered for older kids as well from middle school to high school. So I think it, it was more accessible to wider generations. Um, I also said that I thought it was a strength that the live action shows could plan a 30 minute story and sustain people's attention. Um, you know, I, I see kind of your argument too, but a lot of times, even like 15 minutes in the animated stories, I feel like it was almost too long at times. 
Um, well, uh, conversely, like sometimes you'll have a really good episode, and then it gets cut off after 15 minutes, and you're like, man, I wish that would have gone for the you know the full 30. Sure. So yeah, kind of goes both ways there. It's true. Um, the uh, one thing I noted, and it's I guess not a huge deal, but I thought the live action did better jobs, better job of building stories for girls. Um, with Clarissa and Alex Mack and Shelby Wu, um, there was there was more shows. Amanda, there was more shows where I feel like if I was and I wasn't, but if I was a teenage <laughs> girl, that I would have maybe been attracted to those shows. Um, I mean, there animated had some girl centric shows, just not as much. Um, so that anyway, that's kind of my main thing is that I think it offered more variety, had a wider audience. Um, feel yeah. free to attack um I, I i don't disagree with you on any of those <laughs> points really um about the animated stuff like having no no bounds i guess like the downside would be if uh the people in charge uh can't handle that that no boundaries um and i mean ren and Stimpy was kind of like that maybe you know? yeah um but i just think that when it works it works so well um, and I think that's, that's true for the, the live action stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't think on the whole it worked as well as the animated stuff mm-hmm. story-wise, I guess. Like, I, I think there was more failures in the live action stuff than the animated. But if you think overall. storytelling with Nickelodeon, don't like, wouldn't your mind first go to like, are you afraid of the dark where the whole basis of the show is storytelling or true? Are uh, you afraid of the dark and Pete and Pete are the, in my mind, like the easily best like written but beyond that i think it drops off again pretty quickly it's like okay um and and not that they're not good uh some of these other shows writing wise it's just like some of re-watching a lot of these animated shows like made me realize just how like precise that they are with their writing sometimes i guess yeah i i i'll say about the animated is that they could their universes could be bigger, but like the characters were often either people or animals, and so the variety was usually kind of I don't know. It seemed like mainly made for middle school and down. So mm. I felt like when I got to a certain point with animated, and it might be why I kind of like live action more to this day. I just felt like I had a point where I fell off on the animation stories and i just wanted the live action a little more in my life i feel that too but i feel like my cutoff was right after the 90s ended like after oh, yeah, invader yeah. zim is kind of like my in yeah. my mind my cutoff after that it was like everything started going way downhill yeah i might have been a little sooner than that but i yeah i just think it's maybe a problem for me as far as the audiences in the accessibility to the stories um, the yeah. other thing I would mention, just pulled up a little data here. Oh. Uh, when we did, when we did, <laughs> wow. when we it's did be used against me. Yeah. Like. So when we did our favorite pilot episodes, I just wanted to see which stories you really liked because pilots are really about introducing story. And I noted that really four like that. of your five pilots were live action shows. Whoa. Um, I mean, it has way more to do with the... <laughs> with everything than just the story, I guess. But it's the introduction of the universe. Um, however, my number... What was my number one? Your number one was Rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> so it's true. It's true. Round but it again, out. there's just so many things to consider for that. That 
yeah it's not just story. i just i mean yes yeah, story's a big thing but it wasn't just that yeah. um so it's kind of hard to <laughs> nail that down to just that okay that's an awfully incriminating fact though <laughs> I don't think that it is. <laughs> would, is there anything you would say in defense? I guess I, I, I won't go into it too much, but like I'm interested because we could talk about it with characters, but mm. like the female characters. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't um, mean to mention that. Um, I think the most girl-centric show was As Told by Ginger, mm-hmm. but I liked it anyway. I mean, yeah. like I didn't feel alienated watching it like it's a girl show or anything. And I think that and the animated shows, but all the shows in, on Nickelodeon kind of did this really well of, I think, um, like just integrating all different types of people and girls. And like, I, I feel like none of the shows were so geared toward a demographic that it was obvious, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think that's, uh, I think they did that really well in all the animated shows, like, uh, with the female characters, they're just like real characters. They weren't just their to be love interests or whatever they're like they're you know helga is a great example Uh of like man i'm not sure any especially like a young girl character has ever been like this again i mean just this real yeah um and not about being like her character is not like about being a girl it's Mm -hmm. like she's her own fully realized character. Yeah. Well, so like we could talk about that with characters. I, I guess I meant more so with oh, yeah. being an actual draw as a story. I, I just feel oh, like, girl. I feel like there was nothing that competes with Clarissa or Alex Mack. Or well, Shelby as told Wu by Ginger. Totally. With those shows. Yeah. Well, first of all, Shelby Wu. I mean, I'm just saying it's a, it's, it's okay. It's a girl. <laughs> the char- like main okay, character. Okay. So but... if we, if I stuck with Alex Mack and Clarissa, to me, there's nothing that comes close to those. Uh, I think Clarissa's probably like the main, like female show. When you think about it, in your a head. beacon on the hill, but, uh, as told by Ginger is very good. I mean, it's yeah. as good as, um, what was the other one you said? Not Alex Mack. Oh, I think it's at least as good as Alex Mack. Amanda show. I, I probably enjoy it more. Amanda show was just not I'm, my cup of tea. I, I, yes, um, but we weren't. Yeah, yeah, fe- no, we no. weren't teenage. But females. Amanda show. See, I'm not sure that that's a strong contender for story. I mean, yeah, if you want to win this debate, it's a sketch I show, but it's a pretty Amanda poor. Show. Well, but it's but it's totally it, legi- it's totally it. legitimate that it's a show like all that and Keenan and Kel. They had female characters, but it was very boy centric. Um, I think I just, I bring up Amanda because I think if I was a girl, I would be encouraged by a fact that's showing me like a girl leading a comedy show. Okay. Um, but there, I mean, there was all that and I don't think anybody was really leading it. I mean, any of the people. I think like stars rose from it, like where they, yeah, but they like, were featured the I mean, when I was outside a of kid, Lori Beth. <laughs> when I was a kid, like I was no more aware of like the male character's than the females like i wasn't thinking up oh, that's the main guy of the show or something you yeah. know they all felt like equal to me but isn't there a beauty that these sto- even though this is what i mean this is kind of <laughs> off of story now that's okay i mean we're just talking uh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. animated I, I, <laughs> I just i really think live action went out of its way to give something for girls see i to think really i think this is a Enough. Well, again, as told by Ginger is not nothing. I know you <laughs> just it's write not, it off, but, but it's, it's very it's, good. It's, it's very not good. 90s. Uh, okay, it's in my, uh, <laughs> like, 
yeah. in what I'm considering. I definitely do write it off because, like, by 2000, I wasn't watching Nickelodeon and I wasn't watching Ginger. So <laughs> I just have no basis there. But I just think stories... Um, but stories as a whole, I think this is another case where maybe the top of the list is a live-action show. Cat Dog. But I, <laughs> yes, but I think overall the animated stories are stronger. Okay. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Cut it out. I agree. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's keep it moving. Yeah. I think. What do you want? Where do you want to go, Kevin? Um, I think uh, I think this is a good time to focus on the characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we we were kind of leading that yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So like. I, I guess the most obvious uh, strength of the animated shows is that the characters can be and are anything. I mean, including humans and animals and aliens. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and I, I mean, that right off the bat, a huge strength. And I can think of a lot of characters that just like f- that wouldn't work live action wise. Like anybody, well. The, the main characters on Invader Zim, anyway, mm-hmm. never work live action. Hey, did, you not, did you not? Did you not see Tale of uh, the 13th Floor? Those were good aliens. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Um, it's just, I, there's just a lot of these characters in the live action shows that I, that couldn't be done. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the animated shows, that couldn't be done in live action. Right. So I mean, um. It, it was also partially because of the freedom of the animation that they could include a lot more supporting characters that you could know and identify. Um, whereas, like, the live-action shows, it was usually limited to maybe half a dozen main characters. It's the occasional person from outside, but most of the time there's not, like, recurring supporting characters, I guess. Whereas the live-action, it's, like, Sometimes there would be whole episodes about these supporting characters. Mm-hmm. Um, just to name a couple of these, uh, Fen Truck, <laughs> Mr. Horse, and Really, Really Big Man. As just examples of like these, not not even close to main characters, but are super memorable. Like right. To this day, I think of them sometimes. Just what is your opinion of the world's situation today? <sighs> Las cucarachas entran, pero no pueden salir. No, sir, he doesn't like it. Thank you, Mr. Horse. Um, and one of the just inherent strengths that they have with the animated shows here is that they don't have to contend with possible bad acting. So you, like, all these characters always feel real. Like, they never feel like... I never forget that... Uh, or I never think that I'm watching a show, I guess, with the animated ones. What I do you mean by get, that? I, I guess I kind of get lost in the animated shows, like, in mm-hmm. the stories. Whereas sometimes with the live-action stuff, if it's really acted like you zone out? or No, it's like <laughs> I'll notice... It's like I'll notice how they're acting and be like, oh... Yeah, this is a show, and I'm watching it. And, yeah, and then I start thinking about the actors, and like <laughs> instead of what's going on in the episodes, you know. Okay. So, so you're not really interested a... in watching shows. It sounds like shows. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like people. Yes, yes. <laughs> I hate people. Um, <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, I, I think this is just kind of another example where the animated show just has the opportunity to stretch more broadly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most of the time they did it successfully, and certainly more successfully than the live-action shows. Oh, boy. Oh. All right. Such certainty. Um, so... I don't. I, I don't really know where to start. I think both. Sh- I think both categories have iconic characters, characters yeah. who should be high regarded. Um, Before uh, you get too far, do you do you like watching shows? <laughs> Did well, I say you know shows? I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> you know, sometimes I find myself watching them, and I don't know why. But um, yeah, I'm I'm partial. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, one thing I noted about the characters in live action, just kind of randomly, is that I think. Like we've said, animated shows offer mostly people, animals, and in some cases, aliens. Um, And I think uh, the live action on Nickelodeon did a really nice job of being culturally uh, inclusive. It's diverse cast. So I was thinking like Danny and Hey Dude, Shelby Woo, Are You Afraid of the Dark, I think did a masterful job of working characters in like to show an integrated society. Um, Ray Alvarado. Keenan and Kel, the all that cast in general, uh, salute your shorts didn't, uh, you know, not a ton, but a little bit, my brother and me, where you actually have a show about African-American characters. Um, same as all that cousin Skeeter. So I think the characters, I think the characters appealed to a wider span of kids. I, I think that was purposeful. Um, and I think, uh, I'd rather have that than, like, say, limitless amount of characters who people couldn't maybe naturally connect to. Um, I think there's a lot of characters. I mean, I think Nickelodeon did this better than most other people at the time, but mm-hmm. I think there's a ton of characters in the animated shows that are, like, it's just a mix of all different type of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's very close to the same thing as in the live-action shows in this case. And I think they did that better... The live action shows did it better than most other live action shows, mm-hmm. like at the time. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think that's something that kind of is across the board. Mm-hmm. Nickelodeon, true about how they uh, dealt with stuff. Okay. I mean, it's really great that you know Wallabies can watch Rocco's Modern Life <laughs> and feel represented. Wow, Kevin's really uh, attacking me on this one. I mean, it, just uh, to name some characters. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Specifics to. are good. Yeah. Um. Wow, now I can't think of his name right off the bat. Hey, Arnold, Arnold's Gerald. best Gerald. <laughs> so many, um, he yes. can't name one. Uh, Skeeter. Well, okay. Okay, what? Um, <laughs> Everybody on, every... Okay. As told by Ginger, both of her friends mm-hmm. were like... The one was, I think, Asian. Like, that's mm-hmm. the impression that I got. Okay. But uh, that whole show is like, again, a great example of like, just really weird people. And just to... Just to uh, kind of address that in general, it's like Nickelodeon, again, something that I loved about all these shows is like the weirdness of all the characters. Yeah. And um, that like anybody I feel like could feel like they could fit into these worlds. Yeah. I just, but the animated shows, uh, many of their purposes were to, not just like a friend of somebody or like a sidekick. It was about these 
these people, yeah, yeah. Shelby Wu and the Rockmores and uh, whatever my brother and me's family was called. <laughs> I, I guess I always felt like, and maybe, and correct me on this if you didn't feel this way, but I, <laughs> I always felt like correct shows like, um, like Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life, uh, while they weren't a specific type of person, I felt like that was the strength that anybody Ooh. could watch it and feel like. I'm happy you brought up Ren and Stimpy because one thing in it, it, it from our debate, I really felt like I forgot to bring it up is that I think Ren, Ren and Stimpy um, are almost like the way they treat female characters is. Like names. it's a real negative. Well, bring some... I mean, they generally treat female characters as like a pair of legs or a girl's well, bosom. Just to, uh, uh, it's true that uh, Ren and Stimpy is a little bit like that. I mean, particularly the adult party cartoon, which is not related to the right, these. Right, right. But um, however, I mean, no human on Ren and Stimpy was treated like like a. Uh, model human i guess they were all like weirder than the char- main characters almost yeah you know? yeah like even the men were just like they're not men that you would look up to they're like <laughs> lunatics yeah i i think i think rocco and ren and stimpy sometimes just did a bad job with the female character i mean mm-hmm. dr hutchinson's the one oh, dr. She, yeah she's the one i can think uh, of but otherwise this is big head yes yes she I was mean, like, I think she was a more competent character than Mr. Big Head. Oh, like, um, yes, just... yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Ed, this mountain cabin sounds so romantic. Oh, just you and me, Bev. Just you and me. Um, But I, I think, like, the female characters on Nickelodeon, I guess this would be the time to talk about it, the female characters were really relatable. Like, to me, Ellen Hickel is maybe one of the most relatable great. female characters uh, of a teenager yeah. um, that I've ever seen. Uh, not that she was the star of Pete and Pete, but she was, I think, critical. This is ridiculous. We're never going to figure this out. Yes, you are. Dad! Only you let me teach yesterday, I could have shown you a thing or two about algebra. Dad, I never meant for you to be a casualty of war. I guess the revolution didn't turn out like I wanted. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. You were just exercising your powers of expression. That's a very desirable trait to employers. And dads. And I know I keep bringing up Pete and Pete, but I think the characters on Pete and Pete were so singular and memorable. Like, all you had to be is in a scene for two minutes on Pete and Pete to be, like, remembered forever. Um, We can definitely agree that Pete (laughs) and Pete is a masterwork. I know. Like, I'm not trying. No, it's not like a cheat. It's just true that, like, they really mastered so many of these categories. Um, It, you know, again, I just gotta, I gotta bring it up. Uh, I'll start with the fact that on our worst characters episode, most of our characters were live action. Noted. Okay. Uh, (laughs) um, But uh, one-offs, three-fifths of your list uh, for favorite one-off characters were live action. Uh, Mm -hmm. Three-fifths of your perfect family were live action. Of course. Can't be. 
50-50. It can't be. Uh, But, you know, slight edge to live action. And then your favorite guest stars, all five characters were live action. Oh, well, guest star... Did you have any animated guest stars? I didn't. I guess when we did that, I didn't even think... I didn't even count animated characters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. They weren't weren't quite memorable enough for you. (laughs) Yes. Well, when I was thinking guest stars, I'm like, a literal guest, like, on the show, Mm -hmm. a star. Yes. I'm not sure there were too many stars uh, doing voices. Yeah. Yeah. This is a really tough category because, I mean, just just to be honest, I mean, there's so many good characters on each side. Um, So I'll, I'll stick with my final line of, I think, Nickelodeon live action offered more culturally diverse better female characters uh and better i think much better supporting supporting characters um pete and pete alone i think destroys pretty much See, the rest uh, pete and pete's all you got on the supporting no, 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 characters no, no, but are you afraid feel... are you afraid of the dark so many memorable hmm. characters uh salute your shorts the the every kid at the camp is great um I mean all that is a show of characters sure. yeah. there's a, uh, there's some of them i just think that all of the animated shows like all of the characters are some like there's very rarely a character that's just forgettable completely yeah cat dog was great yes <laughs> cat, <you're... laughs> boy, uh, uh, boy. i would i would say um i mean should we start talking about wienerville <laughs> excuse me wienerville daddy speaking oh, But those characters too. are the show. The show is You're bad. Right. Characters, yes. some of them. Are yes, okay. the show is bad. But the characters on Wienerville, if you know Wienerville, you should have brought that up story wise. My favorite <laughs> character is uh, Mark Wiener. <laughs> he really he seemed lifelike. Zippy, Zippy was so good. Um, <laughs> I don't even know who Zippy is. So. Oh, yeah, he's funny. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and let's end it on that. So okay. no, 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 I'm joking. Anything else you? Uh, Anything else you wanted to bring um, up? Um, uh, not really. I mean, I think the supporting characters are stronger in the animated. Um, Fa- again, okay. they're not subject to possible bad acting, which is a definite reality on a lot of these shows. That's a huge thing. I mean, all of the animated characters are good in that yeah. respect. Okay. Um. Uh, and I think, and as far as diversity goes, again, like maybe it's not as human culturally diverse but it's more diverse in general like i mean we're exploring animals we didn't even (laughs) there's barely even any animals in the live action show (laughs) your favorite pet was elvis you had all these animals that's one but you had all these animated you had all these animated animals to pick from and elvis was your pet (laughs) well as which pet i would live with I mean, this is not my, necessarily the best. You know, we gotta we gotta get more specific about this. Uh, all, right. all right. Before we move on, um, Joe, what yeah. would you say your favorite? Maybe not your favorite, but the best animated character is animated. Yes, I know. I'm asking the Ooh. opposite side. Oh, boy, this could be a because we haven't done our favorite characters. Oh, this would be a real spoiler. Um, <laughs> oh, my favorite. Personally, my favorite animated character, I think, 
I'd be between two. I'd be between two. That's fine. Go with two. Okay. I'd be between Chucky and Heifer. Or no, no, no. Ch- Chucky and Filbert. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man, one day we're going to have to do Filbert versus I, Heifer. I, I have always been a bigger fan of supporting characters than main characters. Mm. Like, I, I never... I love all these shows, but I never, like, latched on to Arnold or Tommy... Um, it was always the supporting characters that thrilled me. Same with yeah. the live action. Like I latch on to like Artie or Donkey Lips. Those were they that's are where like I got the, my uh, satisfaction. The Seinfeld of the shows. Yeah, like, yeah. They're there just to move things along. Yes, they really round out things. <laughs> oh, the ball! Out with it, old man. You'll be sorry. So then, what about for you? Your your favorite, my favorite live uh, action live characters. action character. Um, can I say Mark Wiener again? No, not really. <laughs> not really Mark um, uh, probably Ugg. I want to say Ugg. Yeah. It just sticks with me. Uh, really good. Yeah. Another great supporting. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Cool. All right. Well, where are we going, Kevin? Uh, why don't we stumble into drama for a little bit? <laughs> Cut it out. So, I imagine you're predicting. Boy, this can be tough for me. Uh, to no, talk about the drama of the cartoons. <laughs> I, I don't want to but... be painted as a monster here. I know that it's 50 50. Okay, it's 50 50. Um, I think this is one place where uh, these cartoons shine, especially against other cartoons like mm-hmm. of the time. And it's coming back now more, but um, the that they're not all about laughs. Like, it's not mm-hmm. all Looney Tunes. I guess that's what I uh, really connected with on a lot of these Nickelodeon shows like suddenly you're getting wow animation with like real things happening that aren't slapstick or like war mm-hmm. I guess and it's yeah. like wow this is interesting like stuff that's actually maybe like relevant to my life um so I really love that like Doug especially uh, some just some examples of as told by Ginger Hey Arnold Rugrats I think all have like really good dramatic moments mixed in with the funny like and to the point where you like really uh, are invested in these characters. I mean, mm-hmm. even as they're animated, they're like as unreal as they can get, but you still connect with them. Well, I guess that's everybody. Merry Christmas. Hey, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What about Mr. Wynn? He didn't get a present. Well, that's right. There should be a present for Mr. Wynn here somewhere. That's funny. There's nothing here for Mr. Wynn. It's all right. I don't need a present. It's nothing. Wait. I have something to tell you. No, now who could that be? I'm coming, I'm coming, lousy yuletide pranksters. Father? My. Can't believe it. My. Is it really you? Look at you. Everyone, this is my, my daughter. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas, Mr. Wynn. My, trời bà nhớ con qua. Well, I guess Mr. Wynn got his present after all. I thought she was a Yuletide prankster. I think in some of these episodes, there's a lot of, there are a lot of themes, again, that, like, can't be explored in the live-action shows, and, um... It gave that example of the uh, Hey Arnold Turtle episode again, just like a perfect example of the dramatic episode and a way that 
a live action show just couldn't do it. I mean, it just wouldn't work the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think for me, a lot of the time, especially as a kid, I felt that the dramatic stuff um, was better explored in the cartoons. I mean, at least for me connecting to them and uh, like in some ways weirdly less artificial feeling than a lot of the live action shows. Mm. Um, Again, not so much Pete and Pete, but, (laughs) uh, you know, something even like King Mm. and Kel, even though I like it, you know, it feels staged. Well, it's not quite... ever really supposed to be a dramatic show. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Even, I, that even starts with the, the curtain scene, right? That's yeah. true. Yeah. No <laughs> drama on that. Okay, yeah. let me, let me. Uh, what's a, I'm, well, what what dramatic shows are there? Live action. Uh, Fifteen. Should right? I go? Um, uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, I have more to say, but you can. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, we talk about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh yeah, Are You Afraid of the Dark is actually a really perfect example of this phenomenon, I think, because. Half the episodes, I'd say, are very fair. The dark are like really great and really believable, and then the other half feel just you—you you, you just know you're watching a acted thing when you're watching it. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, so not all the time, but I, I still think that's like a weakness that doesn't really exist in the the animated shows. Um, and uh, again, with the drama. Uh, the animated shows just didn't have to deal with the acting, which 15, I mean, perfect example of like supposed to be a total drama and completely comes across in the opposite direction. (laughs) It's just like, I mean, it's drama filled. Every storyline is drama filled. You're you're right. But somehow there's no fluff. Somehow they get converted in my head to comedy instantly and part of it's the acting uh-huh. part of it's just just everything about 15 i guess but perhaps you don't have the ability to be serious for a <laughs> <laughs> i can but these are pretty unbelievable do you know someone like brooke if i want matt to take an interest he'll take an interest get to know 15 nick's continuing high school saga sunday afternoons on nickelodeon I mean, 15's, like, believable. Like, one scene's believable. And then it turns into ten scenes of this in one day. It's like, what the... Okay. Um, I think, I mean... I I don't know. I... I, I agree that the uh, cart- the cartoons do a good job of, from time to time of really trying to drive home a moral. I don't... I, 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 I don't think there's a live-action show that also doesn't attempt that. I think there... Let me ask you this: Like, can you name any live-action shows besides Pete and Pete <laughs> oh, uh, that have that that mix that, like, Hey Arnold especially has of mm-hmm. that, like, those really serious moments? But then there's also like the totally wacky kind of moments. Well, and it, it does it so, so the, well. So like, the show, the show itself is weak. But hey, dude, does attempt mm. to have some like really sober moments. <laughs> um, yeah, particularly with the kids, like if when there's the teen drama. Um, Salute your shorts has moments where of like real sadness, where like someone's rejected or someone has their hopes up for something and like they're competing for something. So yeah, I do. Th- I think like in the same way the animated tries it from time to time, the live action did as well. Um, I would absolutely say that I think 
there's no animated show that competes drama-wise with Are You Afraid of the Dark? To me, that's like drama. It, you tuned in for the drama because it scared you. It made you tense. Um, the the stories are serious. They're they're never they don't really stray into wacky yeah. uh, on on purpose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's its slight downfall in this respect. Is mm. if it doesn't pull it off, sometimes it's just like. It seems ridiculous, completely ridiculous. Yes, but in this category, if we're talking drama, and li- live action is really, of the two, the one that attempts it. It um, should be better, I think, the live action, but I don't think that it is. What do you mean overall, you think it should be better? I think it should be the winner of the drama category, like, just... Well, just I mean, like, I could just say Pete and Pete and feel like I've won the category. Pete. That's but so very good, but there's so, just so much that's not... Good. I'm saying I've not. I've been trying not to talk yeah, yeah. about it because no, I feel like it's such a cop out. But I know that's um, a strength. I, I think. Strength. I, but but I do think there are other shows that legitimately their purpose was a drama. I mean, Fifteen, whether you think it's stupid or not, is a show that is meant to be to to fill that yes. void in Nickelodeon. But it's like and the, an, the animated shows were never created to fill a dramatic void. Kids weren't tuning yet, in, being like, "What life lesson is uh, was Skeeter gonna learn this week?" No, they they want they want to see Doug's nose be squeezed by <laughs> Skeeter's little brother. Okay. Uh, yo, Dale, <laughs> meet my new friend Doug. <laughs> uh, hello, Dale. Hiya, big nose. And that's when it hit me for the first time. I had a big. <laughs> Nose. And yet they filled that void many times. Sometimes. Which was very good. And I, yes, <laughs> it's a bonus. <laughs> I think that when the animation did it, they pulled it off better than the live action shows often did. Not saying that they didn't do it very well sometimes. But again, ne- like, to there's me, never, many... never better than Are You Afraid of the Dark or Pete and Pete. But there's many examples in Are You Afraid of the Dark of, like, this just isn't successful. Yes, there are. You know? But it's I'm a, saying, but like it's a show that is hundred percent dramatic. So right, of course trying. there's going to be bad examples. So when examples. they fail, it's even worse than when the animated no, show. No, no, fails. no, no, no. It's not worse because their entire quantity of show is dramatic. So That's yes, why there's it's going worse. to be failure. So, it's like if you're doing a sci-fi show and you're not good at yes. half of sci-fi stuff. It's like. Well, well, that's true of Twilight Zone, thinking, but it doesn't mean it's not the greatest sci-fi show ever. You're right that it is the greatest, but... And there's awful episodes And there of are it. failures. Yes. I'm just saying that, like, when your focus is drama, you shouldn't maybe be failing half the time. But it's just an, it's just <laughs> inevitable if your entire craft... Like, if everything is dedicated yeah, to that. I, um, I just think that even in passing, the animated shows were more successful in the dramatic stuff that they did. There are moments in animated shows that made you feel something more than, like, a really great moment of Pete and Pete. Um, again, Pete and Pete is the top of the scale, I think, but it, the animated shows on the whole were better at it, besides Pete and Pete. I don't think so. I don't know. I think it's there, one, another one of those cases where th- there's one here at the top, but then the bulk is... Alex Mack dealt with some really oh serious issues, <laughs> and I think this would be a great time to bring up the Amanda show. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, no, but, like, I think, um, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I just, we can debate it, but I just yeah. think there's no, there's no higher point in drama than Pete and Pete and Are You Afraid of the Dark, and there's no show that totally is meant for that purpose where live action they had dedicated shows meant for that purpose 
Okay, I guess I'm just arguing that that doesn't necessarily make it better. Just because it makes it more useful. Well, what are we arguing here, though? Whoops. Oh, what's which, more dramatic, not which is Which better. is more dramatic, are you saying? Well, better drama. I, I mean, I'm, well, I was thinking better me. drama. Well, really. it's wide open. It's a, it's just a, it's, which, it's yeah, open. which one? I mean, I, I was going about it like which one pulls it off better. And I think that I can't think of an animated moment of drama that didn't work. Whereas I can think of a lot of live action. I just can't speak work. to it since I have not. Uh, no. <laughs> watched every animated show in the last week, but I guarantee there are animated moments that don't you work. You can bring one back next week? What's that? Are you can bring one back for us next Sure, week? the entire series of Cat Dog. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Nothing about that is dramatic, Cat Dog. Oh, I guarantee they have some moments where they try a serious moment. You can, I mean, I hope you find one. I um, can't remember any. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, you're, I, it's not really fair to paint that, like, every animated show dealt with seriousness, just in no, the same way. No, but the ones that did, did it, like, masterfully, I think. And even more impressively, because nobody else was doing it, really. Just real quick, how have we not talked about Our Real Monsters? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't care either oh, way. Just, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I sh- I should have talked about real monsters for characters. I mean, that's a <laughs> character loaded show. I don't know how I yeah. let it slip by. That was um, the diversity you were looking for. It's true. Um, Can't get more diverse than weird, made up, totally made up creatures, and all different. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I would argue that the very real diverse people that exist would disagree. Would say that that's not diverse, the monsters? That it doesn't relate to any particular person in the world. No, but it relates to the idea of diversity on the whole. To, to monsters. No, you, you're telling me you never, like... I guess I, that would be kid, like me saying, like, no, Are You Afraid of the Dark is the most diverse show because it had vampires and zombies and aliens. Oh, well, that, could count, and, that could count toward it. Oh, great, okay. Uh, but <laughs> right, uh, you both win. <laughs> but I guess for me, like, especially as a kid, with a lot of these cartoon characters, like, a mon- it's a monster, but I'm still, like, relating to the character as I'm watching it, which is even more, I just think, a testament to how good the shows were. Okay. I don't know. I mean, that's weird to me to hear, I guess, of somebody not, like, relating to these characters. Because I guess that's what, like, sucked me into it. There are two shows, just speaking in honesty, there are two shows I related to, I felt very personally as a kid. Pete and Pete and Doug. So, I think, like, you know, it's fair. Mm -hmm. I I think there are positives to both sides. I just, you know, whatever, whatever Kevin wants. (laughs) Uh, that only leaves us longevity well just to begin with these shows still definitely hold their own against all other animation so far that has existed in my mind Hmm. I mean I still like hold them I still rewatch them and hold them up against like my favorite animation whatever that is so I think they've like really held up over the years like better than i would have even expected them to um and i think like on the whole again that they age better than the live action shows i think a lot of the live action like the second you see it it's like 
oh, I I know that this is from 30 years ago, whatever. Is this excluding uh, Pete and Pete as with every other argument? Uh, well, I, oh, I'm not excluding Pete and Pete at all. I'm saying like, you know, we know Pete and Pete is the top of the heap of live action shows. I just think that like nothing even like really comes close live action wise to that. So everything else is so much lower. Do you think Will McGrab uh, is listening? <laughs> I, I assure you he's not. <laughs> um, just, and, and some evidence of mm. the... the uh, Longevity. Yeah, yeah, of the animated shows is uh, that we still see these characters and things today. I mean, not only are they rebooting a lot of this stuff, but these characters have lasted in video games and on merchandise and various things all these years. I mean, they've just been, you know, little kids today. Maybe they don't know in the Nicktoons at all, but mm-hmm. I would bet that they'd be able to recognize them if they saw them. Yeah. I don't think they'd recognize any live action. I was at uh, Toys R Us over the weekend checking out their uh, closing sale. Oh, oh yeah. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. But they had a pretty big um, Nickelodeon display. They oh, had, uh, you oh know, cool. Ren and Stimpy. Um, of they, what? Like what type of stuff? Um, like action figures, um, stuffed hmm. animals. Then they had these little, um, little like surprise things you could... It's oh. like a little box. You yeah. buy it for three bucks, and it could be uh, any yeah. assortment yeah. of like oh, cool. Wonder Ball. Uh, Nickelode- kind of? Yeah, except it was like a box. Yeah. Any assortment oh, of Nickelodeon yeah, yeah. character. Yeah, would like a blind box thing. Yeah, right. So they they had a surprising yeah. representation yeah. of '90s Nickelodeon there. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, sad about Toys R Us. Someone someone mentioned yes. that we sh- maybe should do a um, a small little episode on the. Uh, um, Toys R Us run the uh, oh, the uh, okay I'd be into that in honor yeah yeah so maybe we'll try to fit that in somewhere yeah. uh, sorry go ahead um I th- uh these shows I think now we see like how much they paved the way for um or played a part in paving the way for Adult Swim shows um just a lot of the the way uh cartoons are now like the direction they've headed where they're like a mix of that serious and comedy. Um, it just feels like more real, but I think it, these shows were just like a really instrumental in the direction that animation has gone in ever since. Um, and if we're talking about just the place they hold in history and specifically in animation history, this is like, this would be a huge blip on the, uh, the uh, like line graph, I guess, of big animation events. Yeah. Um, I mean, this was like this, this along with like MTV animation at yeah. the same time, like, Beavis and Butthead, yeah. yeah, like just marked this sudden shift in like mm. way better animation, way <laughs> better writing, just like way better everything. What's your beef with the Jetsons? <laughs> <laughs> I watched a ton of Jetsons yeah, when me I was too. a kid, yeah. and I liked the futuristic theme. That's about. <laughs> what I liked about it, though, I think. Um, okay, a uh, couple things I noted. You know, we got we got our reboots. Uh, just, yeah. I don't think you mentioned, but yeah, Hey Arnold and Rocco. I clearly didn't specifically mention them. I did say the reboots. That yeah, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Clarissa, as we've mentioned, is getting rebooted. Are you afraid the dark is getting its own uh, motion yeah. picture? Who knows what that will Boy. lead to. I really um, hope that's good, and I'm. Man, me too. Hold on. That would be, again. the The good news is the guy they hired to do it 
seems trustworthy. Yeah. So the other, I think what's interesting is besides Rocco that I had my, most of my hope is there to see how they manipulate that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, you the, think they're getting Gary back for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got the weather to report. Yeah, no time. True. Um, Last week on MTV, on a popular show called, popular show called Wild and Out, uh, they had the All That cast. You know Nick Cannon's Wild and Out? <laughs> I, I heard of it years ago. I didn't realize it was still a thing. I've it is, and the uh, All That cast was on last week. Uh, or at least four of them were. Josh, Keenan, yeah. Kel, and Lori Beth uh, oh. appeared. Um, one, of the, one of the things, like, longevity... I usually don't make these type of arguments in the verses, but I'll just, this. I truly mean it, is that I think like longevity wise, when I think about 90s Nickelodeon, I first think about a lot of the live action stuff rather mm. than the animated. It's, it, it, like growing up, I continued to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark, Pete and Pete, I bootleg bought Salute Your Shorts. Um, and it was, it, for some reason it was the stuff I wanted to go back to the most as I grew up as an adult, uh, perhaps a immature adult. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just like, uh, I, I, these, those were the shows I wanted to go back to. And I think like some of the evidence of that is like this fandom around Pete and Pete, the fact that like they have to do these, not have to, but they do these reunion shows where hmm. tons of people show up and it clearly has like created almost, almost a subculture. I mean, people say like Clarissa, and Pete and Pete have kind of created the modern hipster that, like, these shows actually, these kids who watch them, I think the live action kind of shaped who they become. Um, I think for you and I, the band Polaris or Mark Mulcahy, mm-hmm. the introduction of, like, some of the music from those live action 90s shows, all that with, like, um, the musical appearances, I think it helped shape a lot of kids being interested in diverse forms of music, all the way from R&B to indie rock. Um, and, uh, so on my less, um, emotional side, Mm. uh, some people whose careers were launched, uh, meaning still part of our pop culture, Keenan, of course, um, (laughs) (laughs) oh, I meant Kel, uh, Kel, uh, Jessica Elba, who first appeared on Alex Mack, Ryan Gosling as Billy on 15, um, Alanis Morissette on You Can't Do That on Television, Nick Cannon, uh, Alicia Cuthbert on Are You Afraid of the Dark, Jay Baruchel from Are You Afraid of the Dark, Suzanne Collins as a writer on Clarissa who went on to make The Hunger Games, um, mm. oh, I said Ryan Gosling for 15, Ryan Gosling for Are You Afraid of the Dark, oh, um, yeah. and then Ryan Reynolds yes, for yes. 15, <laughs> uh, Melissa Joan Hart, who of course will be returning now, um, I think like Snick, when I think about Snick, even our Snick lineups, there was only one animated show between us. Um, I think that's something we really like Snick is something very sentimental to a generation of people. And it's mainly identified with live action. Um, Um, yeah, I Snick was like a slightly more towards live action for me. Mm -hmm. Um, was the reason why I didn't have more animation, but, um, but uh, I feel all that. I, I agree with all of that all stuff that. that you said. <laughs> um, I think that, though, for me, uh, the animated stuff, without a doubt, was um, more... Uh, what's the word? It, it just defined the era more for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And just as a uh, example of how that has played out for me personally is... Um, like you mentioned, 
the shows that you want to go back and watch. Yeah. And a lot of mine were the same, but the animation, I literally have been watching the entire time. I mean, mm-hmm. on and off since then. Like, there was never really a go back and watch this time because I had always kind of semi-recently watched it. Yeah. So it kind of just stuck with me and has continues to stick with hmm. me. Um, yeah, I think, and, you know, go ahead. And, I, I mean, I'm more uh, geared toward animation, I guess. Um, but uh, it, it does really, like, have a special place in animation. It's just such a uh, kind of defining moment in, like, things getting better, I guess, yeah. especially for me as a kid. Like, the first time I saw the commercial for Nicktoons coming on, I was, I, I mean... I was just kind of, like, blown away in a sense. Like, I'm just staring at it like, what is this <laughs> yeah. amazing thing that's yeah. happening? Now, on Nickelodeon News Flash, kids are attempting to build time machines so they can race through the week and go straight to Sunday, where they'll find Doug, Rugrats, and Ren and Stimpy, Nickelodeon's new cartoons. Is it worth altering the fabric of reality to see Nickelodeon's new cartoons now? You bet your Bunsen burner it is. Until kid scientists perfect the pursuit of time travel, you'll have to wait for Doug, Rugrats, and Ren and Stimpy. Nicktoons calculated to arrive every Sunday starting at 10, 9 central, only on Nickelodeon. Like burns, it burns itself into your brain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Certainly the imagery of Nickelodeon all around is just, I think, you know, part of the reason we do that is that it's, it did such an effective job of printing itself on us. Yeah. Um, yeah so the imagery is just uh, from the whole era, I think, singular. You were talking a little bit about like um, how that the, the that moment in animation was a defining moment yeah. um i would i would say that like the for the live action it's that's a defining moment in animation but they've continued to kind of build off of it which is credit to nickelodeon i think the live action for kids the stuff they were making is almost like a bubble that like we'll never get i hope we get back but i just don't think we'll ever get that quality of kids show again for live action like we'll i'd be i'd be astounded if we got that kind of stuff again i think that applies to both really i mean uh the kids everything the kids everything almost now mm-hmm. occasionally you get a little like one animated show that's like a kind of pretty good mm-hmm. but besides that like most kids stuff is just so dumbed down in comparison mm-hmm. um which is just you know again like a strength of all of this stuff is that it's it was that good it was like it was like adult quality material for kids yeah agreed well i think we've said our part maybe let's let kevin yeah have the final say sure uh live action wins (laughs) (laughs) oh come on seems like total nonsense (laughs) All right, so I guess you guys want me to break it down here. So um, I'll just go category by category. So um, (laughs) uh, humor I gave to animated. I think it's just uh, kind of what it's centered around. It's what they were born to do. (laughs) Um, I guess that's a good way of putting it. I mean, yes, it's the the sole reason they were created. Yes, yes. characters i went with live action i just i just think they're way more relatable um i think relatable Hmm. characters are 
Well, I enjoyable. would disagree that they're more relatable, but okay. <laughs> I, I figured you would. Uh, uh, drama I gave to live action. I Just because... Boy, I'm really enjoying these uh, arguments so far. Yeah, I'm glad you. Oh, am I? Am I? Am I the one posing the arguments? Really here? gave it a lot of thought. No, I'm just just what you. Yeah, well, like why, what? What, what when brought you, over? you to make yeah. these decisions? You, you didn't think my comment about the characters being more relatable was a sufficient explanation? Uh, I mean, it's it's okay, I guess. <laughs> I mean, when 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 you're watching the show. Like, I mean, I was serious what I'm saying. Like, I literally was relating to these characters. Like, not in what they look like or where they physically were, I guess, but just the character themselves. Like, who they were as a character. Sure, I just... I and, I found all of the live-action characters, not all of them, most of them more relatable. Like, hmm. having experiences like I might have. Okay. Whereas... You know, I've never found myself attached to another animal, like a cat or a dog. Okay. <laughs> All um. right. <laughs> Again, not so much about the specific situation, even, that they're in. Sure. But just, you know, everything uh, else. The emotions I, yeah. I mean, and, I was, like, the attitudes. I was and... making a bad joke out of it, but <laughs> I, I legitimately... I, I think Doug was probably the most relatable animated yeah. character, but be, beyond that, I, I didn't really relate to any... You know, I, I felt like watching the animated TV shows was more for comedy, for for the laughs. Okay. And, um, and who who's so Doug is your favorite animated character? I don't know if he's my favorite. Uh, I, I find him the most relatable. So, who's your favorite animated? Like off the top of your head, who would you go to? Like love that character? Probably Heifer. Heifer. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. What about live action? Um. Hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't because well, I don't good. very I don't, good, Kevin. I, I don't relate to any good of them. decisions. But wait, no. live action one. No, I don't. No, I I, I like I like the the Pete's quite okay. a bit. All right. Um. Hey, I, I guess I put you guys on the spot. And I'm not very <laughs> being put on the spot myself. So sorry about that. Um. So going on to drama, I gave it to live action again. Um, drama is just kind of kind of like the opposite reason I gave comedy to or humor to yeah, yeah. Um, animated. It's just the purpose more designed for mm-hmm. it. Um, stories I gave to live action as well. Um, wow, okay, he, what's Andrew your what's your just... favorite live action story? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hard days peaked. Okay. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I was tempted to talk about that I one. Knew you were gonna, as long as you could pull a Pete out of <laughs> right there. But there are, I think, I no whatever. Okay, so, I, so as far as stories go, like I feel like a story for, for a good story for me goes from episode to episode. So like, like okay, uh, well, okay. I mean, <laughs> like it, it kind of carries through the series. I where, know what you're saying. Okay. Um, I have some things to say about it, but I want to let you get your your voice out. I do. Well, I mean, I feel like I relate to that. Sometimes the the animated are so short and stunted that it was it just like I mentioned before, like it almost jumped. Give me an example of one of those. Well, all of them. I mean, being fifteen, being (laughs) fifteen. No, but I mean, like an example of one that actually feels stunted. Like it just is a good example of Ren and Stimpy. Uh, on the whole yes oh my gosh okay um well so like 
I guess it kind of goes back to relatability, like a, a sto- you know, a story like Pete and Pete. Like you feel like you're kind of growing up with these characters, you're relating hey, to them, and I think it's a more engaging. How story. about a Hey Arnold Best Saturday? You don't know that one? Maybe to describe you don't it. Remember the, yeah. It's like it's the weekend, and at the end of the school day on Friday, him and Gerald decide like. We're gonna do the best Saturday. Oh ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, just an example. Sure, just yeah. a, that's, that's it's a good story. Um, but it's like a kid's type of thing, you know, like something that you might do as a kid or try to do. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think Clarissa had a lot of those where you know they she set out to accomplish something. Clarissa is very good um, in general. I mean, all of these have great stories. That's yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, let's let's let me be honest here that I'm kind of like on the fence just like you guys are i know you guys both had to pick a side but this is a really really close really close topic so it while i make it sound like i was completely <laughs> decided from the get-go that wasn't actually the case so i've i've went back and forth and i've i don't know it's not as easy as a decision as i've made it out to be so we've talked humor characters drama stories and what's left is longevity, longevity. so i'm giving that to animated um, I think those just kind of stick around with everyone yeah. throughout the I years. I was going to be just going particularly back <laughs> upset if yeah. you did not give that one. Right. <laughs> well, right. So to that point, like when I was at Toys R Us, I didn't see any live action toys. So <laughs> Are you serious? No, Artie Donkey dolls? Uh, <laughs> oh man, I would pay so no, much no, money for a Donkey Lips doll. There was an inflatable Artie doll. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector 34 underwear? Or... <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, you know, we had five to- topics. It was three to two. Um, so, I mean, it was a close call. And... Yeah. Yeah, it was a challenge. Uh, <laughs> but I will always stick by animation. I just... And I'm and I kind of that. used to the, like, lack of respect that it gets <laughs> Well, in I don't general. think I don't think from... Most Nick fans love it. Oh, I think that it... I think Nickelodeon, like, cartoons in particular get, like, more due than most mm-hmm. older animation. But, um... But in general, like, I think that it's a harder sell for people. And I think as people get older, especially, like, it's, it's that thing where some people start to feel like, oh, it's a cartoon, I can't enjoy this because mm-hmm. I'm not a kid anymore or whatever, you know? Um, I, I, yeah, I... Even though I've always been partial to the live action, I to me Rocco and Doug have never lost that quality of I could just sit down and yes. watch it. So I think I think like it's almost equal on both sides that there's a couple shows where they're just there's so much quality in the people who made it that you could watch it. Um, what another show I just realized we didn't mention mm-hmm. uh, SpongeBob. Oh yeah, I <laughs> I was thinking about it a lot earlier. Um, yeah. I mean that would especially go into the humor category yeah but uh and and we didn't really talk about the look of the shows because i just felt like maybe it'd be a little lopsided or something yeah, so actually you know, it'd be i, hard to I have been keeping track of that category separately which means it's three versus three <laughs> and it's actually a tie awesome no, I'm just <laughs> nope. no sorry um i mean there's no Man, there's there's something in animation that's like it's this extra hurdle. I mean, it's this like extra work. Yeah, that has to go into this thing. I mean, it's really created from scratch, and I think it deserves some credit for that. Absolutely. I love Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's definitely all great. Um, I mean, like, this, uh, I mean, to me, this, I don't know, there was just no way to cover it, because there's so many shows. I mean, we, we, we hardly hit on Rugrats, uh, we hardly hit on... Keenan, I mean, we talked a little There's bit a about Hey Dude. I mean, tons of live action stuff that we didn't talk about. I didn't even get know. to Eddie McDowd. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't get. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't get to Welcome Freshmen. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's uh, characters was one. Characters is the one probably where I was like, boy, we could really do an hour. I mean, I just have the names here. We didn't talk about Angelica. Uh, oh, Patty. A million. Um, we didn't talk about. Uh, the, I mean, the Midnight Society in itself is kind of its own thing, yeah. Mr. Ernst. Um, so there's just, it's endless, boundless. Yeah. But uh, I, I really do love stuff from both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, it's just, I think if I had a stack of stuff, I'm probably going to revisit for as long as I can. Um, I, my stack for animation would just be a little bit bigger than the live action one yeah I, I think i actually agree with that thinking back on all the cartoons like I, that was that's what i remember most and i think that's what i enjoyed watching the most as a kid uh with a few exceptions of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> well uh another versus is in the books yeah uh definitely send us your feedback uh on uh what you think what you think personally yeah. uh are you more of a animated live action were you swayed one way or another? We love hearing from you guys. Uh, and, you know, we didn't start the show with it, but we wanted to read some of your thoughts on some past stuff we've done. Uh, so you want to read some of their thoughts? Yeah. Okay, cool. This one's from Justin. It's about our Keenan and Kel write an episode. Uh, he says, When you announced last week you'd be introducing a new idea format for episodes where you write your own episodes, I was interested. I've admittedly never read any fan fiction on anything that interests me. <laughs> I always felt that should be left to the experts. I was wrong. <laughs> what are you saying? We're not experts? <laughs> I've, so I guess he didn't like your episode, Andrew. No, he's calling up, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't. yeah it's, a, it's complimentary. I've known how passionate and talented you guys are at producing fresh weekly content, so I was confident that the episode would deliver even if the idea was something that hasn't interested me in the past. While listening to Kel Kimball's Day Off, I could vividly see the episode as if I were watching it. I couldn't stop laughing through the duration of the story because it felt so authentic. I was thinking as it progressed, there's no way that the other ones can be this good. Again, I was wrong. (laughs) The beat of a different drum had the same elements. Though not as polished in its structure as the previous story with definitive dialogue, this one totally delivered the same feel as the first one. Certainly one of these has to be a stinker, I thought. (laughs) Wrong. The talent show with the most simple title, though apropos for the standard of Nickelodeon episode titles, delivers the same laughs and continuity of the show we all love. I know you'll eventually pull to see which one we think was the best, but honestly, I can't choose. I loved all three episodes equally and wouldn't be able to make a choice. Perhaps if they were ever created into an episode, I could make a definitive (laughs) choice, but based on visuals or other aspects. But for now, three creative, genuine, true-to-the-series stories all get a five crap stars from me. Wow. Thanks. Very nice. I honestly think these all have the potential to be among the best of the series when compared to the material that was written by the original creators. 
Though the scenarios were Kel-heavy, in my head I was filling in the Keenan accompaniment with the subtleties he is the master of. Mm. Phenomenal job, you guys. I'm excited for future WAE episodes. Salute your shorts, or are you afraid of the dark? Next, please. Yeah, a couple people have asked for salute your shorts. Um, but now would be a good time to tell Justin that um, Andrew and I have been asked to reboot, reboot Keenan and Kel <laughs> as the head writers. <laughs> yep. Um, we did post the poll to see what you guys thought of the three episodes, and so it's time for a formal congratulations. Andrew's episode, Kel Kimball's Day Off, won the voter won the voter oh, poll. Wow. So uh, I'm flattered. Yeah. I really, really didn't think I was going to win <laughs> after hearing the other ones. Uh, uh, really, you. I think, um, not to flatter ourselves too much, but I th- was uh, shocked that we had three competitors. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, we also asked you guys whether you'd be interested in us doing it again, because we are unsure of that, and overwhelmingly people have said they want us to keep doing them. So, awesome. I think uh, I saw, like, one no in there, so I'm interested in seeing <laughs> uh, Yeah, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't invite me. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't have written a better episode than, than you guys did. Yeah, we know. <laughs> uh, thanks, Justin, uh, for writing. Yeah. All, always. I yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right, so we have one here from Vincenzo. He says, Hey guys, I really enjoyed your write-in episodes. This is what I had. Pretty rough, but I think you'll get the general idea. So we're just going to read the synopsis here. Yeah. Um, so the title was The Bootiful Prank War. <laughs> the synopsis was, With Halloween approaching, Keenan and Kel bet each other to the ultimate scare prank war. The rules are simple. Whoever scares each other the best is the scare master, while the loser is the winner's personal servant for the entire weekend. Unfortunately, the boys' prior scare victims hear of this bet and decide to turn the tables on them. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, that, that is great. And uh, I like the Halloween twist. Yes. Um, that I'll note that for our future. <laughs> uh, he sent us his entire his entire script, and it is very very good. Um, I guess if you want to read it, uh, email us and we can yeah. forward to uh, Vincenzo's, um, what's it called again? The Bootiful Prank War. <laughs> Very good. That uh, is such a, that's like a totally perfect scenario for Akina and Kel. I mean, that classic like prank uh, back and forth thing. Like I feel like that happens in, in these shows sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, we also heard from Corey on Keenan and Kel. He said, you guys did a great job on those episodes you wrote. I could actually see them all being real episodes. Um, and then he sends his synopsis. A little longer, but I'll, I'll read it here. Um, so his episode would go like this. Keenan develops a crush on a new girl at school and decides that he's going to write a love poem to her. When he finishes the poem, he puts it in a white envelope and sets it on her desk. Or on his desk. Kel comes over and just happens to have his report card in a white envelope as well and gets it mixed up with Keenan's envelope. Keenan's crush ends up getting the report card in her locker and is just super confused while Kel opens the letter and thinks it's to him. He decides to write a letter back but cannot think of what to say so he just throws it away at Keenan's house. Kyra sees Kel throw the paper away in a foul mood so she decides to read it. She then thinks he was writing it to her. She proceeds to write Kel a letter back and leaves it in the fridge next to the orange soda for Kel to find. <laughs> Instead, Keenan's dad accidentally knocks it out onto the floor and puts it with the mail and bills. While looking through the mail, Keenan finds it and reads it, thinking that his crush had written him back. 
A girl at Rigby says hi to Kel, and he automatically thinks this is the girl who wrote him the love letter. He decides to write her back and have Keenan give it to her the next time she comes in, but he forgets to tell Keenan to give it and instead just leaves it on the counter. Uh, Chris, he wrote Rigby, but I think he means Chris. Chris finds it and now thinks someone has a crush on him. Uh, he says this could go deeper, but I just thought it was a funny episode, a uh, funny idea for an episode. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> classic letter mix-up, which yes. we talked about on Perfect Date Night. <laughs> yeah, that that uh, man, that classic like back and forth confusion between all the characters. That's like yeah, a, that's always a, a great uh, for laughs. Yeah, and it, there's a lot of like, like I love working Kyron. Yeah, uh, all the way to Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys and all of your listeners seem to be way better at writing Keenan and Kel episodes <laughs> than the actual writers are. Oh, cut him a break. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, we appreciate hearing from you guys. As always, feel free to reach out and contact us. We love hearing from you guys. Um, but what are we up to? We're at episode 50 down, 51, what are we up to? A very special episode 51 for one i've been looking forward to for 11 months <laughs> we're gonna be talking 15 finally <laughs> the episode dyslexic are we <laughs> yes you, you caught it yeah um the Fif- episode 15 is uh, 51 yes. backwards yeah. <laughs> the episode is titled the dislocated swede <laughs> You heard that right. <laughs> the Dislocated Pro- Swede. It is on YouTube, so you can absolutely... in high quality. So you can find it on YouTube. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, it's out there. Gotta be one of the strangest, funniest titles for any Nickelodeon episode. Yes. And for a show that's not even supposed to be funny. Not- yes, like- although uh, when you watch this episode, particularly with the Swede, they're trying to be funny, yeah. uh, although it just comes across mean. Um <laughs> But this is season one, episode three. Um, try to check it out before we, we talk about it and spoil it next week. Um, we'll have a returning guest who people, no joke, I mean like three or four people have said they want her back on. So uh, Candace is going to join us awesome. uh, for 15, the dislocated Swede. She is a, well, I'm sure she'll deny Big this, but she, yeah, yeah, she's a 15 fanatic. <laughs> uh, just me and her. <laughs> Um, so that'll be fun next week. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, Kevin, yeah. thank you so much for coming. Oh, you're, and you're quite welcome. Yeah. Uh, maybe one of these times you'll make a good argument, Andrew. And yeah. I'll <laughs> pick your topic. Maybe <laughs> one of these times we'll get a better judge, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. It's um, heated here. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, contact us on Twitter at BOC Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. The best way to get a hold of us is at Gmail at Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can hear us on Podbean and you can hear us on iTunes. Shout out to our uh, latest reviewer, five stars, uh, Allie. Uh, and I think this is the same alley that we just did an interview with. So if you're interested in finding out more about the podcast, what, what it is Andrew and I love about Nickelodeon, and actually even how like the recording of the show works, things like that, um, go to AllieTheWriter.com. 
uh, and she has a new, or you can find it on Twitter, we posted a link, she has a new uh, interview posted with us. Let me ask you this for our listeners, um, how do you spell Allie? A-L-I, the okay. right way. <laughs> uh, okay, very good. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um, so yeah, you can check out that interview. It's uh, it's explosive. She actually had some really good verses. Yeah. Like, I oh, think I, stuff that I didn't think about. Before, yeah, though. I think I like, ones yeah. we're gonna have to steal yeah. because yeah. you and I had some different answers. <laughs> um, so that'll that'll be cool. Check that out. Um, so I think that that does it for fifty number fifty. It's been fun. <laughs> you had no fun. You look miserable. <laughs> oh man. Oh, these are these are stressful episodes. <laughs> they are. They are. Especially with call that critics out there like Chris. <laughs> well, um, we can't wait to see you. Uh, join us next episode. So happy together. How is the weather? So happy together.